The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This episode is brought to you by Lipson. Planning to start a podcast? Look no further than Lipson. Lipson is one of the biggest feature-rich podcast hosting platforms in the world. Lipson is IAB certified, offers many hosting plans, and you can start for as low as $5 a month. Aspiring podcasters who listen to the show radio can get one month free by using the promo code TSR. Use promo code TSR at checkout to get one month free. Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the show radio. It's episode 647 of the show. I'm your host, Andrew. Hey, and I'm Danny. And this is your source for tech, gaming, and entertainment news. And this episode, we're going to catch up on some of the stuff that's happening seasonally, right? We also recently had the Call of Duty beta. We have Invincible Season 2 coming out soon. We have Spider-Man, which is one of the highest rated games uh, game in some time, right? A lot of, you know, accolades being given to it right now. And, of course, Omni-Man is going to be in Mortal Kombat 1. Twitch has some stuff happening as well. Uh, with stories but Daniela how are you what's going on um a lot uh, a lot of work a lot of studying a lot of trying to I don't know learn a new art skill I don't know why but I'm just I decided why not <laughs> I don't, don't want to I mean it's always good to yet. try I'm trying, I'm trying an art skill for possibly something else that I'm still like haven't shared with anybody, but I'm not really that great at it. Yeah. I mean, it's always good to try something new, right? You know, working, you're working on it, right? I am. And that's like the whole thing. And I think that's what something I always believed in is that there's like, I, I think art isn't something you're perfectly always born with, but it's like a muscle that you have to train and work at every day until like one day you're like, Oh, that's that's pretty good right absolutely but you'll get it you'll get it and when you're ready to announce you know i'm sure you'll announce you know all the things that you're doing uh for sure but uh, i'm excited for you you know looking forward to, to those updates how how soon do you think i don't know i don't know <laughs> okay. what i'm doing right now it's i <sighs> The older I get, I, I noticed that since I turned 39, I almost said 40. Um, I I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying all the things and seeing what sticks at this point. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So I'm just going in blind and fearless and humbled. Well, I mean... So even when you look at the recent stuff, right? I mean, trying, trying until you actually get it is a thing, right? We saw that with Microsoft recently when they did the stuff with Activision and they finally closed the deal with Activision Blizzard. And some people aren't necessarily happy about, you know, things being in Game Pass right away and versus it, you know, having to wait for it. So what what do you think about all that? Uh, Congratulations to them. I mean, right. it's pretty big. It's definitely like 
the biggest acquisition and purchase in all of gaming history there. I I don't think we're going to see anything quite like that unless Microsoft goes to full monopolizing there, which, you know, they have things in there to like, okay, we're going to kind of, you can have this. Part of the deal is you are going to be watched. We, we don't want you fully monopolizing, but you know what? You don't know what's going to happen in 20 years. You would have never thought stuff like this would have happened, but here we are. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the quotes I did see about it is, uh, I believe it was Phil Spencer. It said, or, or he said specifically, I feel that we have to be great custodian for the content, um, content meaning what they recently acquired and closing the actual deal and how that's going to to look right in the future and how people are going, if they're going to be receptive to what gets, you know, game pass, what gets a hold and, and things of that nature. Right. So I think it is a pretty exciting time when you think about, you know, being respectful and having a respect, respectful approach on, on these franchises and, and how we feel about them, you know, as a community and how the head of Xbox uh, the head of gaming is going to uh, navigate, you know, those waters. I uh, do you think there's going to be friction within the community as we get maybe a year out, two years out. Like, what do you think? What do you, what's your take on that? Um, I think the first year or two is definitely just going to be watching. I don't think necessarily friction just yet. I mean, if they stick to what they say they're going to do, I think you'll be okay initially, but 10 years from now, no, maybe not even 10, maybe five years. Mm. Let's revisit that in five years to see how really this all plays out. Because I feel like the first two years is just kind of like feeling it out. Or like, all right, we see what you did. See what you say that you're going to try not to do. See, we, see if you actually stick with it. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to watch. Like, So there's a podcast that came out, the Xbox podcast. Uh, some of the quotes from there, the amount of franchises that we now have in our portfolio is kind of inspiring. It's daunting. Uh, Phil, uh, Phil Spencer says, I feel that we have to be a great custodian for the content that we touch. These are memories from people on different platforms, different decades. And I want to make sure that when we're going back and visiting something that we do it with our complete ability, a motivated team that wants to go work on something and make a difference not just create something for financial gain or create something for a PR announcement and not deliver on the product. And now if this particular PR statement, this quote from the Xbox podcast is true, I feel very comfortable with what I just read, right? Yeah. It's, it's very safe. It's very sound, you know, and if, He's going to be spending a lot of time with the team to see what they want to work on, what they're passionate about. I think I, I did see a couple of things um, in that regard, like even later in this particular article, it says, so I'm going to start with the teams and what and what are they passionate about? And that's why I'm excited to go on these studio visits and then we'll look at it, it being the different projects, different ideas, different passions and things like that. So I think that's pretty dope. You know, I feel pretty uh, good about that. I think that um, having checked out 
the different bits and pieces of content that we have on Xbox Game Pass is pretty cool. I don't have to pay 60 bucks every time or $49.99. Forza Motorsport just came out. And uh, there was a recent title that came out, I believe, today, uh, Like a Dragon, uh, Ishin, right? That's out. Yep. Right. So there's um, there's all these different titles that you could check out. Gotham Knights not too long ago uh, came out payday three. Right. And I think that the conversation about is this the best deal, you know, in the gaming uh, community or not? I mean, I don't know if it's still debatable. Right. I think depending on, you know, if you're a team green or team blue or team red. Right. Um, it all depends on on your view on what is a great deal what isn't a great deal and then not too far uh, from now you have super mario wonder then you have marvel spider-man 2 uh, right around the corner i mean there's there's all these awesome titles sonic superstars just came out right so yep. <laughs> you know and then right around the corner you have december you have the award shows and and all that so so we are in an exciting time again right when it comes to gaming especially the things that are dropping any any thoughts on those things i mean my whole thing is the people who are currently working in all those different studios and everything like that. Like with this acquisition complete, like, what does that mean for them? Like, I really hope there isn't going to be like an exodus of like, okay, well, you're just kind of, we don't need you here because we already have this and this other part. We're going to be merging. We're going to do all this stuff. I really hope that for those employees, that's, I think that's my concern. It's not necessarily the gaming side. That is, that is always like, you know, a concern. But I think on the gaming side, they're going to deliver. I just really hate seeing these mass exodus of like letting employees go out of these studios. So I hope that like that just doesn't change anything in that background scene that a lot of us don't get to see. Mm. Now with this acquisition, um, I mean, there's certain games that I would love for it to make a comeback like Guitar Hero. Please. I would love another Guitar Hero. I mean, I'm terrible at that game, but it's a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, it's like uh, there, Bobby Kotek, who at the end of this year, I think, I think he's only staying on um, till the end of this year. After that, he he's leaving. Um, he did kind of, you know, mention the potential of that happening. We'll, we'll see. We're, we're, probably years out from that but i am hopeful um but yeah it's 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 a lot and you can only sit back and watch see how that works out yeah for sure i'm excited as, as a gamer as a gamer i think you have a lot to be excited about because i think that microsoft really does have that backing to make certain you know things that Activision um, Blizzard had under them that you know possibly they can revisit to I mean it's it's just nice and then you know past two year and a half two years now I've been saying how much I really like the game pass like you said it's just it's nice to have those day ones without having to spend 60 70 dollars yeah I think that's that's pretty dope the way they have it set up right now and and we're going to see a lot of you know we're going to enjoy the benefits of that uh, for for years to come and there's a lot of good titles on there a lot of good titles on there i think the only challenge that i may have right now is how soon am i going to install an m2 drive to you know play all these games at, at the and and enjoy the loading times or lack of loading times right with with mm-hmm. all these big titles you have 
60 gigs here. Another game is going to be 85. Another, you know, Call of Duty is over 100 gigs. And I think Destiny is over that too, right? So it's like at some point I need to find a place that's going to have these games load extremely fast. And uh, so M2 is in my future for sure. So, so that's what's happening with that. So Call of Duty, okay? Call of Duty. I don't even know what to say about Call of Duty anymore. Every year, it's an exciting time. Whether it's Destiny or it's Call of Duty, it's an exciting time. And this year is no different. So now we're getting Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. I was able to play uh, the beta uh, for a couple of days. I had a great time. Did some clips on Twitter. So if you're on Twitter, uh, definitely look me up. It's Uriah, U-R-I-Y-Y-A. I did some clips. I gave out codes. Uh, I had an amazing time. My blood pressure went up while I'm playing Call of Duty. And it's just one of those games that continue to deliver in these one-to-one interactions. And I could talk about Call of Duty for the next 20, 25 minutes, but I'm not going to do that. Um, it is exciting uh, to play this Call of Duty again, Modern Warfare 3. I think, so for me, even when we go back into history real quick, Call of Duty 3, you know, I got a glimpse and a and preview of that. I think I played one or two matches and I was like, this is cool. And then Call of Duty 4 is what changed everything for me. And I've been playing Call of Duty ever since, every single year, even the one with the dog in it. Not the one that you unleash your your dog pal. Even that one, most people didn't like that one, right? So so now we're we're back and we're seeing not necessarily remasters, but reimagining of some of the dopest games, right? Uh, for some time, some people may not like that, but there's individuals who love these maps, and these maps are such classic maps. We're we're seeing them again in Modern Warfare Three, and that is familiar. And it's exciting and you're remembering your sight lines, you remember where you would camp or, or cover or and all the things and even the abilities of of how you're able to run at different speeds now. You know, the sliding stuff, of course, is in there and all that. Right. So so I think Call of Duty, it's going to be exciting if you're a fan of the franchise, you know, and we look at uh, a title that's going to come out in November and I'm sure it's going to make, you know, five hundred, six million, uh, five hundred um or 600 million within the first seven days or within the first four to five days, because the anticipation is already there and the rollout of the beta was really, really good. So could talk about it for the next 20 minutes. Not going to do that. Uh, any thoughts on that? So you're going to be sharing it to uh, your little stories to, to Twitch. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't Yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, we could jump right into that. So the Twitch thing, I haven't, I haven't seen, I haven't, well, I should say, I haven't streamed anything on Twitch forever, right? It feels like. So, so when it comes to like even sharing stuff, I'm more see myself doing like the highlights on Twitter. Um, and the reason I, I'm saying Twitter now more than ever is I'm actually going for the program for the monetization on Twitter. So I know we've briefly talked about it, um, and other episodes. You know, you have the 5 million impressions within 90 days. Then you have to have at least 500 followers and you have to be subscribed to Twitter Blue. I had Twitter Blue when it was $2. I left it, right? Came back to Twitter Blue in September uh, 22nd. I did a million impressions uh, on Twitter um, in the last couple of days, the last, I would say, six to seven days. A million impressions in about seven days. Right. So 
So now that I'm following, you know, the track to get to the 5 million, I think the 5 million will happen extremely fast. So most of my posting for highlights and, you know, not even necessarily stories uh, with uh, the Twitch stuff is more so the focusing on getting monetized on Twitter and seeing, you know, what other opportunities that it opens up. Right. So that in and of itself, that conversation, I know we said this may not be a long show and I don't want it to be long, but that can be its own masterclass on how people can get this 5 million impressions in such a short amount of time. There are different information that's being given out there, but I'll summarize it in this way. There's an article, an engineering article that Twitter put out in March of 2023. If you read that article and you highlight that article for yourself, it's going to change everything you thought you understood about how the the Twitter algorithm works. Everything. It changes everything. So so getting the impressions will be so much easier because you're you're going to be thinking about it from a different perspective and and summary. And, and I definitely recommend anybody reading it. It's a positive sentiment that's going to recommend anything that you do. And that's pretty much. Yeah, that sounds very basic. And it is a thing that's across all platforms. But Twitter is really looking for positive sentiments on your account, including the individuals that you follow for your posts to be pushed properly in other areas that it's not necessarily showing up in. If you're positive, you're supportive, you're empathetic, you're kind with your responses, those posts will do way better and it'll push out to different places. So that's, that's the magic. I just gave it to you for free. That's the magic. You do that. You'll notice a significant amount of, of impression number, on each of your posts. And that's how I was able to get a million impression in seven days. So, um, so that that's the rant for today. Maybe any thoughts on that? Daniela? I'm going to need you to link me this thing. I don't think I remember reading that one. Yeah. So it was in March and I think it's called like Twitter's, uh, recommendation algorithm. I think that's what it's called. Something like that. And it's literally, um, an engineering article and I'm going to link it to you for sure. Uh, and link it in the notes. It's literally, an engineering article that they put out for whoever reads it to understand how they cluster, how they give you the for you page and how, what tweet actually makes it to your for you page. Like once you see that, you're like, well, there's a lot of people I should unfollow. Right. I unfollowed 400 people. Right. Don't hate me because of that. I'm just trying to better understand what my social graph is going to be uh, for Twitter uh, in the future and how I'm going to be recommended, you know, for other individuals. But yeah, I'll definitely link you on that. It is fascinating. Like I, I it, found it, I found it. It changes, it changes everything you thought you understood about Twitter. And it was released from their perspective, you know, how their neural network works, how their, their language learning works you know, the sentiment that they look for, how certain accounts that you follow, how it affects how you how you show up, you know, how you uh, talk on Twitter, how that affects you. All that stuff is in the article. And I'm like, why isn't why isn't everybody talking about this article? It's, it's like right there. It changes everything. Right. So so I was like, OK, so if the people that I follow and 
and how I respond to different tweets or how I tweet myself, you know, when you craft your own affects everything that I do. I really have to be mindful of everything that I say and everything that I do. Yeah, we talk about it before because you have to PR yourself and all that stuff. But that's from the PR standpoint, just how Twitter looks at your account. That standpoint alone is all embedded in that particular article. So fascinating read. I encourage if you're hearing this right now and you haven't read it, grab a cup of coffee. Don't get disturbed and read it. It'll change your life when it comes to Twitter. So um, that's what's up with that. Uh, how long? How long do you think it's going to be until you start calling it X? Um, I don't know. That's a great question. I don't even know because it, it's weird calling it X, right? It is. It does not flow well at all. And I, I'm wondering if I'm just going to be one of those old fogies and going to continue calling it Twitter, and in two years they're going to be like, "What's that?" And like, "Oh, you mean X?" No, yeah. Edge Lord. I mean Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's going to take some time now. Now, the, the other thing, too, is like for the individuals who have like, you know, thousands of followers or tens of thousands of followers, this may not be something that, you know, you're looking into. This is for the individuals who are considering trying to get monetized on the platform and it's doable and they're trying to find ways to, um, you know, step by step work that for themselves. Right. This is not for the um, 70,000 or 24,000 K, uh, 24, 24 K or 50 K accounts. You already built, you know, your, your audience and your base. Uh, and even then you may want to unfollow some people that are not positive sentiments. And if people are saying mean things, you might want to mute them or block them because that affects them as well, because they're not a positive account on the platform, right? So all that stuff gets affected, all of it. So if I respond to an account that's negative or if I reply to something and they reply back to me and it's negative, I don't want to see that anymore. So I'll mute that person, right? If if they heart, and the other thing too, I, I thought that was interesting, when it comes to likes, retweets, and comments, they are ranked, Right? So I think the, I'm trying to remember, so I'm paraphrasing here. So if you if you like something or you're liked, it boosts that post 30x, right? If it's um, retweeted, I think it's 20. And if it's like commented, I think it's like one or two. Adding pictures definitely bumps it and stuff like that. So your best bet is to create evergreen type of replies, that if you read it 10 years from now, it will still apply to whatever context of what you're talking about. And if people heart it multiple times, it will boost that post for you and your benefit. So you get more impressions. If it's retweeted, that's cool. If it's commented on, it's, it's good, right? So I think that's that's how you have to look at the stuff because Twitter is becoming a journalistic type of platform. You know, we've seen uh, recent articles that, that talks about certain regions are going to be charged a dollar to even make an account on the platform. So if you think about all the news outlets that started introducing those things and you're like, oh, I don't like that. Twitter is trying to be the premium platform for news that is happening at this exact moment. And, you know, it's going to be a platform that's going to be worthy of that kind of attention. So if that's the case, 
and all your tweets are snarky, uh, passive, aggressive and stuff like that, you're not going to do yourself any favors on, on the platform. So and that's how serious that you have to take it if you really want your account to be something that is respected uh, and people believe that they can come for information on and see whatever information that you're offering and is offer value to not only your audience, but the platform as a whole. And then if it does benefit the platform as a whole, as a positive sentiment, then it's going to go more places. So that's what's up. Get your Twitter bag, get your Twitter uh, vibe on because it is a serious deal if you want to make it that. So, so yeah, that might be the rant for tonight, Daniela. Um, it's good info. It's not a rant. Yeah. Um, it's, it changed, it changed everything that it changed everything for me once I read that. So, so the stories, uh, for Twitch, um, I think that's cool, but I think that depending on, you know, if you're spending your time on either Twitch or, or, or kick, I know kick is a thing too. People are spending a lot of time there streaming and stuff like that. But when it comes to the platform that people hold in high esteem, especially since they just dropped recent phones, you know, the pixel eight and the pixel eight pro YouTube is a place. And, um, I think there's an interview. I'm trying to figure out who did the interview. Oh my gosh. Um, Colin and Samir, did an interview with uh, YouTube's president. That's definitely a much listened. Um, li- definitely check that out. Listen to that. Watch that. And you get insight on how they're going to o- incorporate uh, not just AI, but the future of YouTube uh, platform. And I think uh, Roberto Blake did an interview with a VP uh, individual from YouTube. Um, so definitely check that out as well, you know, to understand what these platforms are going to offer you in the future, even if you're doing affiliate programs off of the platform, but the platform by way of uh, its foundation and its trajectory for, for for you and even the company in the future, what does that mean? What does that look like? Right. So, so Twitch is not even in my um, portfolio right now when it comes to that. So the stories thing, shout outs to them for doing that. But even I definitely want to hear your thoughts on Twitch by way of how they're implementing things. And do people, it's a sentiment that people care about these things that they're implementing. I think so. I mean, it's an interesting choice to add stories in there considering, you know, it's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube shorts. Um, So I guess it does make sense. I mean, they want, you're you to reach a further audience within the own plan for yourself because Twitch is just really competitive within its own, you know, ecosystem there um, to get those viewers and finding new ways. But I would, I would still say like, if you want to have new viewers, add people to your community. I don't know if sticking within Twitch is actually the play here. Like you want to be able to go out more and it's kind of like a common thing. Like you have to venture out with your content and reuse content you already have on all these other platforms to get new audience. Um, We'll see how, how it goes. um, You know, if it really does help or it's just, you know, Hey, uh, right now I'm like, I'm looking at it. I have the app open and it's only showing me stories for people I already follow. So I don't, I don't see anybody that's, that's new, but then that kind of makes sense because all the other, all the other, uh, 
platforms kind of do the same thing and only shows me stories for people I already follow. And it's cool. I like I like to see like the, the little stories that, you know, people I'm following come up with. But um, right now, it's not a whole lot. I have one, two, three, four people. Four people that posted some stuff into their stories that I follow in there. Nobody knew. It doesn't it doesn't recommend anybody. And I think that's kind of what I like about, I guess, Instagram's algorithm on top of that is that you'll look at certain stories and then, you know, you can continue scrolling for new new videos, which I guess that's more of their reels than it is their stories. But I would like to see the option for me to, you know, for the people that I follow, if I like the the stories that they put on there, I would like to see the option uh, to be able to share that to my own stories or to repost it. That's not on there. Mm. I feel like that's a little bit of an over, oversight, um, which I, I'd assume that um, they will add that maybe, hopefully. Because I think see. that's like another great way to like be supportive of somebody that you you follow. Yeah. I mean, everywhere else has it. Why don't you have it, Twitch? I feel like, okay, you add this on, which is nice, which I think is kind of interesting. I don't know if it's because of the cameras that people are using, but some of these these clips, though, or stories, they look pretty clean like i am um, the people that i have followed i also have, have them on instagram and i saw these clips on their instagram stories the video feed like that they have uploaded looks cleaner and clearer like it's not as compressed so mm. that one that i don't know if that's just me can let me know if anybody thinks that too when they're like going through it but to me it, it looks cleaner yeah, I mean, I definitely want to hear your thoughts on on this in the future, because I feel I could be wrong that a lot of the implementations uh, for Twitch. They feel late, right, to the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's a leadership thing, decision thing, uh, vision trajectory. I don't know, but. Which is why the competitors are coming up and they're like, hey, we can implement this, whatever this is, as soon as possible, because we know that the this purple that we've loved for so many years and and this community that we've enjoyed, they're not implementing things as fast as these other, you know, uh, streaming platforms. And then then you have even I'm not going to do the Twitter rant again. I'm just going to say this Twitter streaming is becoming Something that we're seeing Elon test and what is that going to mean? Are we going to see people get deals to just stream on Twitter for hours at a time now? That may become a thing. We don't know. Yeah, I saw I saw his live stream. That was definitely interesting. Right, right. And that for a little bit, it was a little bit wonky to work through. But again, he, he also stated that they're testing out. They just want to see what this band was like, what it is, what's going to happen, how to make it happen. Yeah, if it um, if it looks cleaner, that's gonna be cool because I did division on there. I might do some other titles on there just to test it out a little bit more. But getting it to work is pretty easy once you understand like what to turn on first and which lever to pull or whatever. But it runs, right? It works. So what is that going to mean for you know certain creators that decide, hey, you know, I'm just gonna turn on the stream on Twitter today. 
and just chill. I think the chat feature, whatever that looks like, I'm still trying to figure out how that works and how people can chat and I could see it in real time. And I, I definitely want to test that with some other things for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch you do that. <laughs> I'm, I don't know how to feel about it. It's like sometimes I just want my worlds to be separate. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought the entire, you know, rooms was really cool, voice chats. But then this, I, I don't know yet. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's still early to tell. You know, it's still early to tell. Once I figure out what chat is, I know there's a button that says something about Periscope when you make it full screen. I don't know if that activates the chat for people or they're just going to be commenting on the stream on that tweet that was made for the live stream for Twitter, right? If that's the case, cool. If it isn't, you know, we'll figure it out at some point. But but yeah, so that's what's going on with that stuff. Uh, Twitch stories and a couple of things with um, Invincible, right? Season two. That's right around the corner. More combat uh, gives us a first look for the upcoming DLC for the character Omni Man. Right. So that's, you know, these two ties together. Uh, how do you feel about season one of uh, Invincible? How are you feeling about it? What's your take? And what, what did you think of the trailer for season two? I got to stop slacking on season one. I think I'm like halfway through. You know how hard it is to watch it with people and like you, they don't want you to watch without them, but then mm. having to align schedules to watch it with them. Yeah, it's taking a long time. This is why I binge watch by myself. But um, yeah, the trailer looked amazing. Um, Invincible is is just a great show. I mean, it's not really kid friendly, so don't watch it with your kids that are under, I don't know. 13 depending on what type of parents you are definitely not with your kids under 10 but mm. um <laughs> i wouldn't say invincible is necessarily kid friendly but um it's a great it's a great adult animated series to watch um so the trailer even though i did watch it and i didn't finish season one had some spoilers in there but it was really good so um i can't wait to uh, get on that i got a couple weeks so i'm sorry for the people that i'm very painfully slowly watching it with um i'm gonna go ahead and do this because i can't wait no more <laughs> it's right there <laughs> It's already it's already hard enough for me to find time to play games. I got time. I can I can study and watch something at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I've always loved the art. The art is so clean. The lines of the art is so I just really enjoy that. I don't know. But I mean, everything else about it is really good. The story's good, you know, all that stuff. And even when you go into like the stories and the ratings that we've been seeing for Spider-Man two, that's like not surprising for a lot of people, you know? So whatever lessons that they need to learn from, you know, Miles Morales and, and Spider-Man, the, the, you know, the first one, they learn all those lessons and people are really excited for what they're getting uh, this Friday. Right. Uh, from Marvel oh, Spider-Man yeah. two trailer looks amazing. Of course, uh, characters, you know, voice acting, graphics, you know, fast travel. People are really excited about what you can do with fast travel and all those things. Now, my thing is I may have to wait a year and a half, two years just to play it 
you know, I can only play Miles Morales and Spider-Man on PC because it's not going to release for PC until when the Dutch, right? A year plus maybe two, who knows? But um, no sales yet for Steam. I'm waiting for that. So if they do do a sale for Steam, I'll definitely pick up Miles Morales or or Spider-Man. But there's a sale from what I understand for Spider-Man on Epic Game Store. So if that's your spot, uh, definitely check out uh, what's going on there for sale for uh, Spider-Man. So what, what did you think about the trailer uh, for Spider-Man 2? And are you going to play it very, very soon? Girl, I'm on the same boat as you right now. It's going to be a bit. I'm trying. I've been really good so far this year of not just adding to my backlog. I've been slowly here and there trying to work on my backlog of games that I already had. Yeah, eventually I will play Spider-Man 2. As soon as whenever I can finish Spider-Man 1 and Miles Morales. So that might be a few years. But the trailer, the latest trailer for it, it looked good. Oh my goodness, did that look good. Yeah, it's Sandman in there. And then, you you know, I, 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 I have no bad things to say about it. Let's just put it that way. I've, there's nothing. There really isn't anything. And I think everything that I've, I've been listening to, everybody reading on uh, different videos, even the breakdown of this trailer that they did. Um, what gets me hyped is other people's excitement. Yeah. So it's going to be a little bit before I, I personally get around to playing it. I mean, I bought Lies of P and that came out, I think, almost a month ago and haven't even been able to download it yet. That's how much how little time I've had lately. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely exciting stuff uh, for for everything that we're seeing right now for Spider-Man 2. And yeah, it, it's it's that time of the year, right? Festival of the Lost. You know, then you have Halo, uh, the the recent update for Halo and all the stuff that's happening there with Forge. And then you have the haunting stuff happening with Call of Duty. I mean, this is the time where, you know, everything is getting in full swing heading into, you know, October, late October. And then next thing you know, we're going to be cutting turkeys. And then next thing, if that's your thing. And then exchanging gifts. <laughs> We're we're almost there. I don't know okay. If you're trying to give me like anxiety or stress. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, okay, okay. Like, All right. Really, like keeping ahead in my life right now. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Okay, so we have to make food today. We have to make. We have to eat. Okay, we have to hydrate. Let's just go back to today. I'm just trying to take it one day at a time here. Like the games I've been playing. Yeah, they're older games. I've been enjoying it. I mean, like I just recently have time to play like. Cult of the Lamb, finally, which I think is on sale on Steam at the moment. I think I bought that day one, but it's like, it's just been sitting there. I'm like, okay, this seems like a game that's like quick to like load up and play when I get a chance. And there's no real story. So if there's a long period, I'm not going to forget like, oh, what was I doing? No, that that's where I'm at right now. I don't even want to think about thanksgiving i'm so bummed because it's like october is like my favorite month i haven't watched a single horror movie um i've gotten to watch one episode of one piece but like in between because i'm studying um for different certifications here uh i just have like one piece of anime going through and i'm like okay i can do that because i don't have to like hyper focus on that i can have that playing 
I oh my goodness. You'll you'll get it. It's still this we're still in October. Okay, so I'm not trying to do anxiety. I'm not trying to do okay, so we're focusing on today. All right. All right, we're gonna <laughs> eat some food. We're gonna hydrate. We're gonna wrap up here. Any final thoughts on Spider-Man? Anything before we wrap? No, it looks sick though. And the symbiote and you know, you know Carnage and the suits. Ah, oh, it just it looks fantastic. And I think the stuff that they're implementing um, yeah, this is coming from a perspective of a noob that who isn't who hasn't played through, you know, Spider-Man One or Miles Morales. I think the stuff that they implemented um, is actually pretty cool. I mean, it's it's nice. You know, I hear a lot of people just like super so can't wait to play it, or if they have their early access, they load their little videos, and uh, it's fun. It, it's fun, um, and I just. I think I just get simple joy out of gamers enjoying games that they love and they look forward to. That's like my biggest thing. Um, except for the Call of Duty people. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I get that you're excited, Call of Duty, all the other fun stuff, but that's probably the one thing that I probably don't get excited for. I'm like, I'm glad that you're happy. That's but for everything all right. else, all the new <laughs> games um, that are coming out and things that are happening and people are still enjoying or even if it's not necessarily new that came out a few months ago and they're still loving and enjoying it. Like, even though I haven't had as much time gaming, like, I love that. I love that for people so much. Yeah, it's, it's definitely fun times for sure, especially with all the stuff that's happening this week. Uh, I just want to say, guys, you know, please make sure uh, to leave a rating and review on Spotify. Uh, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts that, that really is appreciated. Uh, support the affiliates. The link's in the description. And Daniela, where can they find you? Hidden in a cave under some rock or something, probably huddled behind my computer studying. <laughs> you can find me on all my socials, even though I've been kind of quiet. Um, at Miss DJM. And Andrew, where can they find you? You can find me at Uriah, U-R-I-Y-Y-A. And thanks for listening. Appreciate y'all. Bye, guys.